<coughs> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Present A-Dub, it's time to bear it down. Let's do this thing. Shout out to the homie Aaron B. Thanks for rocking with us, fam. Welcome to the Bears Centrals. On today's show, we will be recapping the Bears' 26-6 loss to the Cleveland Browns and much, much more. A-Dub, what the fuck, bro? Where's my damn beer? What an ugly game from start to finish, but guess what? I'm going to go have me another one. Fuck them. Yeah. What you sipping on? I'm sipping on the uh, Prohibition Pilsner, man. This is actually one of my uh, favorite beers with um, Ken's Lager. You know me, friends. I'm not into that heavy beer drinking, you know. But this one here is a non-IPA, and it's kind of light, bro. So I love this one. Okay, yeah. You know, every time we go to the tap room, I always get that one, too, man. I I like that one as well. I'm drinking on one of their Oktoberfest. This is one of the seasonal beers. This one's fucking delicious, man. I... (laughs) I'm telling you, man, when they stop selling this one, then I go back to that Prohibition Pills. But you can't go wrong with either one of them. No, you can't, brother. It's all good here. All right. And listeners, keep in mind, if you would like to order any sort of beers from Kids Lager Brewery, please use our promo code BEARSPOD for 15% off your order. A-Dub, as I was saying, such an ugly game, brother, from start to finish. So... Let's just go back and talk through some of the things that we discussed on our preview pod before we get into this debacle of a, of a football game. So on our preview show, you and I made some predictions. I predicted that the Bears would lose, and I thought the game would be a lot closer than what it ended up being. I had the Bears losing 24 to 20. You had the Bears winning, and you had them winning 24 to 23. A-Dub. I think we both were a little too excited about Justin Fields uh, starting in this game. Our expectations were a little turned up, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was, man. I had some very high expectations in this game, but didn't turn out that way. No, sir. Our keys to the game. So I'm going to start with yours. Your first one was, you said, look, Chris, our edge rushers need to apply pressure on Baker Mayfield. How'd you think we did there, man? I thought we did pretty good. I thought they did a good job today. Yeah, I think so as well. I, I would definitely feel very confident giving you a, a check mark there. Now, you had another key that we didn't get to on the preview pod, but your other key was that the Bears need to extend drives and score touchdowns in the red zone. I don't even need to ask you how you felt we did there, but I would just say that was a resounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was atrocious on that one. We didn't do well. No. Nah. I'm going to go into mine real quick. So my first key was we needed to contain Chubb and Hunt in the running game, and we all saw what happened there. Our defense did not contain those two. They imposed their will on us. That downfield running for the Cleveland Browns, just was it was just tough. Hard, man, very hard, and those guys end up catching fire, man. Yes, sir. And then my second key, it was slow down Miles Garrett and that Cleveland Browns pass rush. And an audience, <laughs> we got so much to unpack on this one, but all we know is they obviously did not make it happen there. So both of my keys to victory did not happen, and obviously we should not be shocked that our team lost the game today. And not only did we lose the game, we lost in an embarrassing fashion, A-Dub. Yeah, this was embarrassment here, man. Very, I mean, I haven't seen our offense play this horrible in a, such a long time. We said this so many times on this show last season, but this fan base, we deserve better. 
we'll get into this offense a little bit later on. But some of my key storylines entering the game, A-Dub, was the fact, okay, as a fan base, shit, even you and I, we were excited that Justin Fields was making his first start today. But what did I warn the audience when we got off the preview pod, A-Dub? What did I say about Matt Nagy? It's play calling, man. It's going to be a problem. And what did we see today? So my second storyline entering this game was, what is Nagy's game plan going to be for Justin Fields? So A-Dub, we saw what that damn game plan was. It was ineffective. Audience, don't you worry. We're going to fucking rip that thing apart, and we're going to let y'all know how we felt about that game plan because it was awful. The third storyline I had A-Dub going into this game, how would the Bears' defense respond after they had a big show in there in week two? Now, A-Dub, I think overall the defense was okay. I think they got a little tired there in the second half of the ball game. Cleveland was just physical, and obviously the offense didn't get it done, so the defense was on the field the whole fucking time. So when we look at some of these storylines, is it any surprise, audience, that we did not win this ball game? When we talk about the fact that you have your rookie quarterback making his first NFL start, we talked about the keys to victory earlier and how neither of those things happened for my keys. A-Dub gave you guys a really good key there that didn't happen. So this wasn't anything where I was surprised because if you're not able to stop Cleveland's running game and you allow Baker Mayfield to pick you apart and he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in his league, A-Dub, that's a recipe for disaster. When you have Matthew Nagy continuing to run this offense into the fucking ground, what are we supposed to do? Justin Fields had no chance out there today, bro. Justin Fields was a fly in the web, and the spiders came to attack. And let's think about this, right? A lot of people have talked about the rookie quarterbacks that are in this, this rookie class, A-Dub. Trevor Lawrence, people talk about him. People talk about Zach Wilson. People talk about Trey Lance. They'll talk about Mac Jones and so forth. And when I saw Justin Fields finally get a chance, I said, you know what? All right, Justin. Let's go ahead and show these people what you're all about. Because the fan base, A-Dub, as you know, all summer, they've been like, hey, when is Justin Fields going to start? He's got to start. What's Nagy doing with the quarterback situation? Now, one of the things that I brought up to you, and I still feel very, very firm about this opinion, I thought that Justin Fields should have got more reps with the ones. I've said that numerous times during the preseason. I said that when we saw some of those struggles from Justin Fields in the last game. Justin Fields should have had more time with these ones. In addition to what Matt Nagy did today on offense, which was awful, I still don't think that Justin Fields has a good time and a good rhythm with this number one offense. I think that that was something that Matt Nagy could have done a lot better of a job of, bro. No, you were spot on when you said that, Perez, that, hey, he should have played with the ones, and he should have. And we see still see some of that rust with him and the ones and how they're not quite on the same page right now. Still early, though, but the thing is, he should have actually got this opportunity early on. Preseason, playing with the ones. Yeah. And it's the thing. Like you said, it's still early. And this is only the kid's first game. So I still think that Justin Fields still has a lot of time to create a buzz here. Not only this season, but he's got a long, bright career ahead of him. The, my only fear was going into this game, the guy that's calling the plays for him, and he let him down today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. When you have a rookie quarterback, the one of the most important things you want to do is set your rookie quarterback up for success because he's a rookie, right? He's going to make mistakes and that comes with the territory, right? Uh, but when you don't run the schemes to the favor of your rookie quarterback, you in trouble, especially with the bad offensive line. Let's get into the inactives, A-Dub. So 
this is one of the first things that I wanted to touch on with you. Eddie Goldman didn't make the trip to Cleveland. I'm starting to hear some rumblings in the fan base, and some people are starting to think that, hey, Eddie Goldman's mailing it in, and he doesn't have any desire to play. I don't really like hearing that type of stuff from our fan base, calling a guy into question like that. But, A-Dub, what do you think about this Eddie Goldman situation? Now, this is the third consecutive game that he's missed with that knee injury. I think it's more of an injury from that standpoint, Press. But what really shocks me more is that how Nagy downplayed the severity of the injury. Had Nagy came out that, hey, it's kind of serious. We're going to wait, see how this plays out. But it looks like he's really been injured, taking a little bit longer than we expect. Yeah, because what Nagy said was that Goldman was day-to-day. We saw that Goldman was limited in practice this week. But what, when I look at this situation, I'm going to give Eddie Goldman the benefit of the doubt. I think that the guy's injured, and I don't think the team wants to rush him back because let's just be honest. You rush the guy back, he has any sort of a setback, now you got an injury that might have been a three- or four-week injury, and now he ends up missing a majority of the season. So for me, I just don't like hearing in our fan base that people are questioning guys and thinking that they don't have a desire to play. That's, that's a tough thing to say about somebody. We don't know what's going on internally with that situation. We don't know what's going on with the guy's health. Right, right, because the guy did show up for training camp. He was ready. So I'm not going to judge his heart on that part of it. I'm just hoping that we see him out there against the Lions because obviously when you look at our run defense, we're missing that guy in the middle. So I'm hoping that Eddie can come back and that'll be a great time to have him come back in that Lions game because we need those vibes. We need Soldier Field to be rocking on Sunday. So I'm just really hoping that Eddie Goldman can get get back on track health-wise. I'm with you there, Perez. I'm hoping for the same thing because today was a good example of why we need him because you saw the running, how they were doing against us, what the Browns did. So Yes, sir. So Tyshawn Gibson, he was the other notable guy that was inactive today, starting safety. He had a hamstring injury that came up on the injury report this week, and I kind of saw it, and I said, oh, that's never good, you know, when you see a guy getting injured like that at that point in the week. So I wasn't surprised to see him inactive. Do you think that we missed a beat with Deion Bush in there as opposed to Tyshawn Gibson today, hey, Doug? No, I don't think so. I thought um, Deion Bush played pretty well today. Salute to Deion Bush. He didn't really give up a lot of ground, so I think he did well. Yeah, I thought he was okay out there. I mean, Deion Bush is a super sub, so I always like the fact that we do have him on this roster. And like I, like you said, I don't think he was uh, the problem that we had out there today. The other notable inactives were Artie Burns, Andy Dalton, who we all knew going into the game that he wasn't going to be available, Jesper Horstead, and then Brashad Perryman. So those were the remaining inactives for this ballgame. So, A-Dub, I want to talk real quick about the NFC North. So now with the Bears losing here today to the Browns, we've dropped to one and two. So I like to just kind of keep an eye on what the division is doing. So we saw today that the Detroit Lions played against the Baltimore Ravens, and they lost in a heartbreaking fashion. They lost on a 66-yard field goal attempt by Justin Tucker. I don't know if you saw it, A-Dub, but Justin (laughs) Tucker kicked that thing and hit off the upright and bounced over, bro. A lucky win right there, Perez, but it's a heartbreaking for the Lions, I know. I'm telling you, the Lions, boy, 0-3, 0-3. And I'm not going to make fun (laughs) of them because, you know what, I'm in no position to talk shit right now, but I would just say that was a heartbreaker, bro. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. They played pretty well on defense at that, so uh, you kind of feel for them on that part. Also, the Minnesota Vikings right now, they're playing against the Seattle Seahawks, and that game is uh, 24-17 to right now that Minnesota's leading. So Minnesota's entering this week 0-2. So if they are able to pull off this victory, they'll move into a 1-2 tie with the Bears. So Seattle, Russell, step it up. Let's go. <laughs> get, get some get some scoring going out there, Russell. We need That's, that, brother. We need it. 
And then Sunday Night Football, which I will be tuning into as soon as we get done with this podcast. We have Green Bay versus the San Francisco 49ers. Going to be a really good game out there in San Francisco. So the Packers are one and one, eh, Dub? That's a big game. I'm rooting for the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Facts there, bro. Facts. Jimmy G, get your shit together, bro. We need you to fucking step up tonight. <laughs> exactly. Week three of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings has given new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a dollar bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager. One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. All right, A-Dub, let's get into this week three loss, man. You knew the Bears were in trouble today when what? Prez, on the third drive, when Justin Fields got sacked, Back-to-back, back, I say, okay, this is troubling right now. This doesn't look good. This game is going to get out of hand. Yeah, and you you teased it earlier in the episode about that offensive line. And I would just say this, A-Dub, they left a lot to be desired. And we talked about it, man. This offensive line has been a position that you and I have been concerned about, not only just in preseason, but we talked about it a lot this season. And I thought in today's game that, Having a mobile quarterback in there with Justin Fields, I thought that might have neutralized that Cleveland Brown front, but that is not what we saw today at all. At all. Not at all, man. And with that, he had no desire to get out that pocket. So it was just a tough teeing off on him, really, in that pocket. Well, I'm going to get into some points to, to make on that regarding that pocket. When I look at Justin Fields, he didn't have a chance today. The way the Cleveland Browns schemed on defense, Joe Woods, he called a great game plan against Justin Fields. He knew that Matt Nagy was not going to make the adjustments that needed to be made today, and they forced Matt Nagy's hand, and he never made one single fucking adjustment. Where were the fucking screen passes, Matt Nagy? If you got a defense that's coming in on you that aggressively, do something to take that aggression away from them. He did nothing. He's a stubborn play caller. He does the same shit over and over again and expects a different result. That's the definition of insanity. Matt Nagy, we are sick and fucking tired of you, bro. First off, I'll say this here. Get a play calling back to Bill Lazen. Let's just do that. The other thing I would say, Perez, we didn't run one of those screen passes until probably the fourth quarter. So it sucks to see Nagy do that. I thought the Bears were in trouble when Matt Nagy made the dumbass decision to kick a field goal when the Bears were inside the 15-yard line. It was a 13-3 game at the time. It was like a 4-2 play. He chooses to kick the field goal. 
Matt Nagy, you talk such a big game, and then you go and make decisions like that. What are you doing, bro? In that situation, you're supposed to say, you know what, guys? We need a touchdown here. Let's go get it. But no, settling for fucking three points there was weak. And to me, that was when the game was over. Talk is cheap, bro. Make it happen. Show some faith in your fucking offense. Have some faith in yourself as a play caller. I definitely hear your point on that, Prez. And I hear you loud and clear. I was 50-50 with that play there. I will say it this year. If you, if you go for 4-2, you don't make it. Nagy was going to get killed by everybody. Or you go to the field goal, that's the safe thing to do. But man, you know, getting the points, I know we need them badly. He was going to get killed regardless because the overarching <laughs> theme of this ball game today, his ineffective scheme, his ineffective play calling, and his game plan with Justin Fields. So fuck that. Yeah, people are going to say, oh, well, he should have did this. He should have done that. Fuck that. Go for the fucking touchdown. You're going to get killed anyway. And who cares, man? That you the coach of this damn team. Who cares what anybody's going to say to you? Well, Listen, fucking have- Chicago Bears, bro. I'm sick of this shit. They brought him in here to improve this offense. This guy's been here for fucking four years, and his offense has gotten worse under him. I watched John Fox offenses that played better than this shit. This shit is an embarrassment. <laughs> it was an embarrassment without a doubt. And seeing Jimmy Graham retweet that, that 1.1 you know, um, yards per um, play was just was just telling right there, Perez. So that does follow Matt Nagy for sure. It does not help at all. And it definitely make Nagy look even worse. Wait, who is Jimmy Graham? Who is that that you speak of? <laughs> hey, Jimmy Graham, he was just out there. He didn't do much at all today either. Well, I'm just saying, in. I'm just surprised that you, you brought that name up. Does Matt Nagy remember who the fuck that is? Because that's who I would have targeted on that fucking fourth and two play in the damn red zone. This guy's 6'6". Six, six, one of the best targets that we have down there. Call a player, jump ball, and give him the fucking football. That's the one the guys who've been underutilized so far in this season. <laughs> one of many. A-Rod, <laughs> underutilized. Darnell Mooney, underutilized. David Montgomery, underutilized. This shit is criminal. We have no idea what head coach Matt Nagy is doing. That is the problem. My God, dude. The play calling, his decision making, is killing us, dude. It is killing us. As a fan, bro, as a fan, this shit is hard to watch. I can only imagine how the players look. Did you see Justin Fields today? That motherfucker was sitting there, man. He looked shell-shocked. There was no answer for what that Cleveland Browns defensive pass rush was doing today. You're going to sit here and take a kid that has the ultimate confidence and you're going to ruin him by doing the shit that you're doing, Matt Nagy. We don't have time for this. We have seen so many quarterbacks come into this fucking city. We've had hopes for them. And what happens, A-Dub? They all get ruined. And I know, Perez, I know Cutler wasn't a band favor in Chicago. But man, when you're getting hit like this, like Justin Fields got hit today, nine, sacked nine times, something like that, Perez, that eventually weighs on you if it continues at that rate. And now you become damaged goods. Listen, I'm not going to call him damaged goods or anything like that. I mean, he's still rookie quarterback, but I get right. the point that you're making. Now, hear, hear me out. Get his sack nine times, first career game. You know what I saw in Justin Fields that I hadn't seen before? He started to hurry himself up a little bit. He wasn't making throws, planting his leg. He was throwing a lot of throws quicker than he needed to. The passes were inaccurate. That's not Justin Fields' game. 
Right. Justin Fields is a very accurate quarterback. The only knock that people had on Justin Fields coming out was that he held on to the ball too long, which we saw a little bit of that in the game today at times. Right. Now, when you got a fucking offensive line that's not getting it done, to the point I made earlier about Matt Nagy, why aren't you switching this shit up? Where are the screen passes? Why are you rolling this guy out of the pocket? So you mentioned in the pocket earlier, and that's why I wanted to take some time here in this segment to talk about that. Why not move him out of the pocket? Why not utilize Justin Fields' skill set for what it is? Stop trying to make him into something that you want him to be. Then it's the same shit that he did to Mitch, and he's doing it now with this quarterback. You were gifted a fucking dual-threat quarterback. Can we see what that looks like? Because we sure didn't see that shit today. Not at all. We made this guy stay in the pocket. We didn't see a guy being electric press. You know, Fields is electric, right? He's a guy who can utilize his footwork, like you said, press, can utilize his speed, get out there in the open field, whatever, it makes some things happen. We saw a guy not using his best assets at all and looked like he was somebody else out there. So that falls on Nagy as the head coach, as we mentioned already, and he looked bad. So I feel bad for Justin Fields, press. And to that point, this was supposed to be the start of the Justin Fields era, bro. We were all so excited today. I was looking on Twitter. I was looking on Instagram. Everybody was fired up. We were all fired up about this that happened today. All this game reminded me of, A-Dub, was that any team that Matt Nagy is going to be leading or calling the plays for is always going to be limited. And this was a right. terrible defeat because our defense, which we're going to get into a little bit later on, they kept us in this ball game. But the defense can only do so much when they're on the field all game long because the offense is getting three and outs and because the offense is ineffective. This is the same story that we've seen for the last four years of the Mad Nagy. We've heard from other people, oh, Mitch was this, Mitch was that. No, it's the fucking play caller. It's Mad Nagy. He's run out of people to throw under the bus. When are they going to sit here and look at him and realize he's the fucking problem? That's true. He is the problem for sure, Perez. And you're right. Our defense had to be on the field a whole hell of a lot today. and But this is the type of game like this, Perez, can wear your defense out down the road. It adds up over time. I know people always say, oh, they'll be fine. It's another game. But, man, eventually you're going to wear down as a defense. And that's what happened to us last season as well. Yeah, no, it's a fair point because last season was the same story. That's why I'm pissed off because I went into this game cautiously optimistic, A-Dub, and you heard me on the preview pod say I was concerned because of Nagy. And all he did today was reiterate all of the concerns that I had. He didn't do anything to alleviate any concern that I had about him as a play caller, bro. Like, today was a disaster. And you know I want to get into all the stats, but everybody was like, hey, they only had 47 yards of, of, of total offense and, and things of that nature. Okay, when, so if I look at that, that's probably statistically one of the worst Bears performances on offense probably in my lifetime. I've probably never seen anything this like this. And I talked earlier about we came from the John Fox offensive days, and those were some bad offenses. This shit right. here was an all-time low for Matt Nagy. Since Matt Nagy has been the coach of this team, A-Dub, why is it so tough for this team to be able to score 20 points on offense? Hey, look, the thing is, Perez, he even said this year, he has a complicated offense, right? It takes a while for you to learn this offense. Why does he have to have an offense in place that takes that long to learn? You ain't got that kind of time. 
A-Dub, it's been four years. Fuck that complication. Right. <laughs> exactly. if, your, if your office that goddamn complicated, cut that shit down. That fucking Diddy's right. menu that he has in front of his damn face on Sundays, cut that shit down. First of all, you know what? Fuck that. Take that goddamn play sheet away from him. He don't deserve to fucking call these plays no more because he obviously doesn't fucking know what he's doing. He don't know how to fucking fix this shit. He don't know how to take advantage of a gift. Justin Fields was a gift that Matt Nagy does not fucking deserve. And you talk about Justin Fields, let's talk about Montgomery. He also made Montgomery look bad out there as well with those conservative run plays. That didn't help out Montgomery at all, Perez. It was predictable. You knew what was going to happen. And guess what? The Browns were ready to slow him down. It was just that simple. This thing was all bad. The play calls for Montgomery were awful. The wide receivers weren't getting any separation on their routes. The routes that they were running were terrible routes. Again, Matt Nagy. I don't know what the fuck he saw on tape this week when he looked at that Browns defense. How the fuck did the Houston Texans score 21 points against this Cleveland Browns team and we can only score six? We're talking about the Houston Texans, bro. Right. Without Deshaun Watson. What are we doing? This is horrible to the max. I've never seen anything like this since I've been watching the Bears for his. This is bad, very bad. And Nagy really got to look himself in the mirror to take some blame. It's one thing to be ready, Perez, to understand your playbook and all that stuff. It's another thing to be ready for your opponent. This offense was not ready for the Browns. Not at all. Well, yeah, and he even went out of his post game and said this is on him and he should have had the team ready. Well, guess what? You're the fucking head coach of this team. You got one job to do, and that's to make sure that your team is ready. When you will sit here and admit to the fans and the media that you didn't have this team ready today, that's an indictment on you. You are in the hot seat entering this season. There should never be a game where you go into it and you don't have your team ready to play. Fuck that. That's an excuse. All we hear from him is word salad and excuses. I got to look at the film. We got to look at it. We're getting close. Fuck all that shit, man. We sick, we sick and tired of hearing the excuses, bro. Do your fucking job, man, Nagy. Do your fucking job. And you said this, Perez. He said getting close. Today was no indication of us getting close to anything offensively. This was actually a step back. We've been playing bad on offense all season, these first three games. We have not looked good offense the first three games. So this definitely goes on Nagy saying, hey, when is your offense going to get fixed? When? Well, the offense looked good last season when Bill Lazor was calling the plays to your point earlier. But guess what? What did he do when Bill Lazor had success? He went back and said, you know what? <laughs> Give me that shit. I got it. <laughs> yes, he did. He took the play calling out of his hands and said, I, I got this. No, you don't, Nagy. You do not have this, man. You are struggling big time. Got to give it back, man. I'm hoping against the Lions, you decide to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, Bill Lazor? I made a mistake. You're going to ho hold down the play calling moving forward. He ain't going to do that shit. You know why? Ego. That motherfucker, as I've always said, has to be the smartest man in the fucking room. He thinks he's some sort of offensive genius. And you're not. I swear to God, man. Matt Nagy thinks he's Bobby Fischer. You are not Bobby Fischer, bro. Stop it. You are not fucking the guy that can get this job done. We saw, after I saw what I saw today, I said, fuck this shit. Fuck him. <laughs> and you already knew I was on Matt Nagy's bumper. Right now, yep. I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck him. Get him the fuck out of Howlers Hall. His key card, bro, if I was one of the McCaskies, oh, shit.
when he tried to go to Hallis Hall tomorrow, that motherfucker would be red. Get the fuck out of here, man. This is this is an embarrassment, bro. An embarrassment. If you are ownership, this is one of those games you straight say you bring Nagy to the office. Hey, man, we got a problem here. There's a major problem going on with this offense, and it starts with you. If you don't get this right for the next couple weeks, look, man, you got your warning, brother. You got your warning. There's got to be some sort of a sit-down. They got to have that conversation. Him, Pace, the McCaskies, there needs to be a sit-down. There yeah. needs to be an intervention. <laughs> you know, somebody needs to sit down and say, you know what? We love you, Matthew, but this isn't working. So we're going to save you from yourself. Give me that Denny's play sheet, and we're going to get this over to Bill and see what he can do. Right. That's the conversation. Seriously. That should be the conversation, Press. You're right. That should be it right there. Because, hey, we cannot go along, go on like this. This is bad, man. Very bad. And you had your chances, right, Nagy? You had your chance to show us something. And you have not gotten it done. It's time to do something else, something different. Because what's happening now isn't working. No, because what we were looking for today was him to show us that he could create a game plan that does right by Justin. He didn't do that. The biggest things that Justin Fields brings to the table, mobility, deep ball accuracy. We right. didn't take any deep shots against that Cleveland Browns defense. We didn't even attempt to open them up. Not at all. Goodwin, Moody, there were no deep targets to those guys. Everything that I saw that was getting thrown was short, conservative fucking plays. What are we doing? Bro, we were a punching bag all game. I mean, <laughs> our offensive plays... Man, it looked like a boxing match where a guy just covering up on the ropes. We got nothing done. And that starts with Nagy. And you hit a good point first. You talked about his game plan. We didn't see nothing in the game plan that say will work. Nagy got this whole thing wrong. I'm not sure what he saw on film. Maybe he didn't do his homework. But man, it sure in the hell looks ugly on his part when you think about that. Maybe he didn't do his homework. That's his job. Didn't look like it. That's why he shouldn't have the job. There should never be a situation where somebody that's on the hot seat don't do their job. That's his fucking job is to make sure that those guys are ready. That's his job to make sure that Justin Fields has the right game plan. That's his job to make sure that he's putting this kid in the best opportunity to succeed. Because if he doesn't do that, that's not good for Justin Fields' development. And how the hell do you evaluate what you have with Justin Fields with games like today? You can't evaluate right. that shit. Nope, not at all. Not at all, Chris. And all Matt Nagy showed us is that he has no idea not only how to call plays around players in their strips, but he doesn't have any idea how to fucking call plays that make Justin Fields successful. This is my thing. How come he didn't fucking fire up some tape of Ohio State and watch some of those games and call plays similar to what they were calling at Ohio State last year when Justin Fields was firing the ball down the goddamn field? He's got to open up this playbook. You got to let Justin Fields play. You can't be doing this conservative bullshit, man. Move no. the kid around. Don't have him just sitting there in the pocket. Call some fucking screen passes. The fucking Cleveland Browns pass rush, they were fucking chomping at the bit when they saw the way Matt Nagy was calling those plays. They started to tee off on us after a while. Those nine sacks that you talked about, that was because of Matt Nagy and his inefficient play calling. You see that your offensive tackles are struggling in this ball game, and you don't do anything to help them. You're not chipping on Miles Garrett. Where's the chip? 
You got Jason Peters over there on a fucking island. That is inefficient play calling. That is a bad game plan. That is a recipe for disaster. What's wrong with having a tight end help block? What's wrong with that? Garrett's teeing off. Get him some help over there, man. Get him some help. Nagy refused to do it. Turns out, easy play for Garrett. Come on in and just take target practice. He got by Peter so easily, man. And I can't even blame Peter for that. He's going against an all-pro kind of a guy. Come on, man. Cannot handle this guy by himself. He's 39 years old, right? Whatever it is, Perez. You ask him to do so much. You cannot do that. Well, when you strap a bullet, you got to still do your fucking job. But that's a fair point. I think they didn't put him in a good position today either because not even if it's a tight end, you could have had a running back come out and chip right. uh, Garrett and, and slow him up. They didn't yeah. do that. Nope. And, to, and to the point that I made earlier, you can't expect the defense to be able to hang in there as long as they did every week like that. The offense and Matt Nagy, they got to do their part. They did not do that shit today. And I'm telling you, this was an awful start to the Justin Fields era. We were all so hyped up. I was. I woke up this morning, man. I've, I've got my workout in, man. I was like, man, I'm ready for this damn ball game. By 1 o'clock, I'm sitting here like, man, I'm going to fucking wake up on Monday pissed off. I hate waking up on Mondays feeling that way. But that's what this team does to me. The one person I am worried about waking up the next day and how they feeling is Justin Fields for all the punishment he took. We better get that man uh, um, ice bath, some icy hot, uh, what else? We talk some Bengay, whatever we need to do, man, to help that kid out. Because I'm quite sure the punishment he took today, he's probably going to feel it in the morning. Oh, he's definitely going to feel it in the morning. He's definitely going to feel it in the morning. Now, when I look at the defense today, A-Dub, some of the things that I really liked about what they did was I liked to decide was putting pressure on Baker Mayfield. And we did see that to a degree. Khalil Mack did his thing. Robert Quinn woke up and did his thing. We saw that Baker Mayfield was getting pushed out of the pocket. So the defense and the pass rush was successful at times. They kept the guy uncomfortable. However, as I mentioned, the first half, they kept the game close. They wore down in that second half, a dub. Yeah, that's that's what happens, Perez. When you can't get nothing going to offense and you're spending so much time on the field, like you mentioned earlier, right? Spending that too much time as a defense on the field with these three and outs. <laughs> you know, it's like not much being done on offense. Now you got to get right back on that field and go to work. And the thing is, as you know, you and I talked about this, Perez, the Browns going to continue running that football. And at some point, we're going to crack. We are going to crack. And that's what we did. Well, and to that point, right? What we started to see with that defense missed tackles, right? You start to yep. see guys bounce off of players. Well, when you got physical backs like Chubb and Hunt, that's going to happen as that defense started to get worn down. So we saw that. It's hard for me to even be upset with the defense because they didn't have a chance either. When you're on the field that much, that's going to happen. And again, that's why I was so heated with Matt Nagy in that offense because I said, this falls on them because their struggles are now rolling over to the other side of the field. Exactly. Those are guys that are working so hard on defense, Perez, to make plays, to get stops, to slow these guys down, which they did very good for the most part. And then all of a sudden, they got really tired. And you start to see the energy level start to fall down a little bit, Perez. We couldn't stop the run like we were able to do. Like you said, those missed tackles start to happen. So that really hurt us from that perspective. The thing that I was, when I was looking at that defense, when they started in the second half and they held the Browns to three points when Cleveland was kind of driving it down. And that's right. at that point, I think it was 13 to three at that point in the ball game. And I was like, now that's what you need your defense to do. 
keep them out of the end zone, keep the game close enough for your offense. And the next drive, the Bears promptly had a three and out on offense. That was the point in the game when Matt Nagy should have said, you know what? We got to get our best drive. We got to get a scoring drive here to take some of this pressure off the defense. We got to at least keep them off the field. Right. We didn't do that. Didn't do that at all, Prez. And those kind of things right there in the game adjustments, that's what hurt the most, Prez. When you don't make an adjustment, when you see things are going bad, right? How can you help your team out? We didn't get a boost right there. That's when you say, you know what? We want to, we want to, this is going for a real disaster now because we can't do anything well. And another point, too. So obviously the defense gave up those 13 points in the fourth quarter. Obviously they were gassed at that point. Now, another thing, too, when I'm thinking about this is, okay, most people will probably think that the Bears are out of this game before we even reached halftime. And that's probably a fair assumption based on the fact of what we saw from this offense and the fact of probably thinking, well, I don't believe that this offense is going to be able to do anything because we were barely moving the fucking ball. Justin Fields was getting hit all the time. The receivers weren't getting open. We couldn't get anything going in the running game. It was just nothing was working out there. So I, that's a fair point. Now, as far as our Bears defense is concerned, tackling was a little bit of a concern. We talked about that. I thought screen game, I thought that kind of hurt us today because what Cleveland did is something that we didn't do. Cleveland neutralized our aggressiveness in that pass rush with the screen game. Matt yes. Nagy refused to do that, and that's why I went off earlier. Mm-hmm. Where were the fucking screen plays? He decided to do that until late in the game. Right. That should have happened way sooner. He makes no adjustments. He just does everything the way that he wants to do it. He's a stubborn coach, and that shit comes back to bite you. So in this game, Cleveland hit us because they made adjustments. They saw what we were doing on defense. Mario was junior, came back from the two-game suspension. He was flashing out there. So we had a lot of guys on that defense that was firing off the ball. But those screen passes to Hunt and Chubb, especially to Hunt, those things were neutralizing us out there on defense today. No, I agree with you. First of all, I want to say this, Perez, to what you brought up, Mario Edwards. Welcome back, Mario Edwards. We definitely missed you. But to your point, Perez, those screen passes, they did add up, man, because those guys like Hunt, they were getting a lot of yardage out of that play, Perez. And then one thing that the Browns are doing very well is that they were mixing shit up. RPOs, running plays, disguising to what they were trying to do. So I got to give them credit for that. But the thing is, we should have done similar things to that, Perez. Mix it up. And we didn't mix up anything at all on offense. No, we didn't. We didn't. One area, though, that I was a little concerned with on defense, though, and this is something that I hope that we clean up for the game against the Lions, in coverage. I thought there were still some plays that Vildor was getting beat in coverage. I didn't like seeing that. However, Jalen Johnson locked down over there. Odell Beckham, they were trying to run some routes over there uh, against Jalen. There was nothing happening over there. It don't matter who it is. Jalen Johnson's locking their ass down. Right, absolutely. Oh, man, Jalen Johnson... He actually had a good game. I mean, he played Beckham very tough, Perez. And I was like, this kid can play, man. He's one of those elite to me. I think he's passed that next test, man, where he looks like he's an elite, you know, cornerback over there. So salute to Jalen Johnson. It was when we really went to that zone coverage. That's where I saw that play to where they got a touchdown. I think Roquan was right there. Just got a little bit over his head, especially against a guy like Baker Mayfield who can really tear it apart. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, I think if that's the least of our concerns, though, I think at that yeah. point in the game, I mean, that that was just, that was just a hell of a play that was made by Baker, you know? So, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough. Yeah, that, absolutely. That Kareem Hunt touchdown, that one hurt because we had missed tackles. You had guys bouncing off of him. Uh, but again, defense was fatigued. So, 
You know, what can you do? Yeah, defense fatigue, but I was still kind of pissed off with Eddie Jackson. I was like, come on, Eddie, you got to make that play. And the way he dived down there, I was like, you know, are you really looking to tackle or are you really just looking to see if he's going to run into you while you're diving like that? So, but I did look at Eddie Jackson like, come on, man, you got to do better than that. That's your first mistake is having any sort of uh, hopes for, for Eddie Jackson making any sort of tackles. You, we, we saw what we saw with Eddie Jackson last week. We just need him to be making turnovers. He is not going to come up and tackle nobody. So we we all yeah. as a as a as a fan base, <laughs> we all just need to realize who he is as a ball player, <laughs> and that is right. what it is. <laughs> exactly, friends. I'm with you there. So I guess when I saw him there, man, it was like, uh oh, that's trouble right there. So he gets the touchdown. Yep. All right, hey Dub. Let's give out some game balls. This one may be tough, but we got to give one out. Offense. Who's getting the game ball? Only person I think about getting the game ball to on offense, Prez, is probably Montgomery. The kid went out there, ran hard with those uh, conservative plays that Nagy was giving him. And he tried to make the best of everything he had. I mean, going against Miles Garrett and those boys is tough. And I think he tried to run hard through all that. So I'm going to go with Montgomery. You know me. I'm never going to say anything to you about giving David Montgomery a game ball. Because you're right. He ran hard. He he had no chance behind that offensive line, <laughs> behind those play calls from Matt Nagy. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair point. I gave mine to Justin Fields. Now, I know people are going to be like, wait, what? This is why. That kid took a beating back there, but he's going to learn from that. He's going to rebound from it. He didn't have a chance today. But what I did see was a kid that kept competing out there. He didn't have that bad body language. You know how sometimes when you see a guy that things aren't going their way and you see a little quit or a little give up in their face? I didn't see that from him. I just saw a guy that looked like he was... Physically just beat up a little bit, but he still went out there and he competed to the very end. And so I give him the game ball. I'm not looking at this thing for statistics. I don't do that on this show. When I look at what Justin Fields did today, it goes beyond the box score. I looked in that guy's eyes when they showed him on on the sideline, and you saw a kid that wants it. He wants to be great. And you know that he's going to fucking be obsessing about this game all week. And I promise you, the Detroit Lions, y'all are going to fucking pay for what happened today. I'm with you there, Press. This is a game that definitely humbles you, but you're right, man. I love Justin Fields and his body language. Press, after every sack, he got back up. Hey, next play, let's go. Got hit again, Press, got back up. Next play, let's go. So you're right. He did not show any signs of quitting. No, no quitting him whatsoever. All right, on defense, who's getting your game ball? I went Robert Quinn, Press. Robert Quinn got my game ball. Man, Robert Quinn showed up, came off the edge, put a lot of pressure out there, you know, getting sacks for us. He done his job. I can't do nothing but applaud that kind of ability there. So Robert Quinn gets mine. And I even uh, <laughs> said to a couple people that was texting me during the game today, I said, man, me and A-Dub, man, we kind of went in on this guy in the offseason. I said, we may owe him an apology if this keeps up. <laughs> exactly, friends. I owe the man a stake so far. And he got his money worth the day. I'll tell you one thing. He cashed in today. Well, it's a little early, but I would say if he keeps this up, A-Dub, he's going to get a public apology from uh, one press. I, I, I will definitely do so. But I need you to keep having games like this, Mr. Quinn. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yep, I'm with you there. All right. My game ball goes out to none other than Khalil Mack. Two sacks in the game. And the other reason why I gave him the game ball was he got injured early in that first half. He was questionable return. Guess what? He was right back out in that game, competed and fighting for his team. And one thing that we saw with Khalil Mack last season is he was playing with 
a bunch of different injuries. Never missed a game. Never heard him use injuries as being an excuse. You had people complaining about his sack totals last year. The guy had a major shoulder injury. All he does is stay out there and he competes for his ball club. Two sacks a day. He's a tough fucking player. And he was chasing Baker Mayfield all over the field today, A-Dub. You're right. With him coming back for his, after that foot injury, I mean, the guy still came out and gave it his all. So, Lil Mac, hey, I got no issues with you, my brother. You always give us your all. Facts there. All right. Who's your bear down? Your underperforming player of the game. Man, Jason Peters. I'm not saying okay. that it's just the right thing, prayers or the bad thing, but Jason Peters probably is who he is. But, man, did he have a rough game today. I mean, it's like he couldn't block anybody today, Perez. And um, it kind of came back to bite us a little bit. So I got to say, man, left tackle was a big uh, problem today. Yeah, and you know what? It's a fair point, A-Dub. I mean, last week I gave him the game ball in offense just because of how he gutted it out. And even last week he'd have like a great game, but he was tough. He stood in there strong. And for the most part, when you looked at it, you were like, all right, cool. But today, ugh, it was ugly. Real ugly. It was. <laughs> it, it was, was tough, man. He looked every bit of 39. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to talk about age, but, man, he sure in the hell looked like he was still fishing. So, um, man, I feel bad for him. So, for me, my underperformer is Matt Nagy. I'm not going to retrace anything that I said earlier. All I'm going to say is there could be a potential in-season firing here if this bullshit continues. Fuck a hot seat. Whatever the next step is, that's where he's at. That's my underperformer for week three, Matt Nagy. I will add this one thing, Perez. You don't want Nat Nagy messing up two quarterbacks, two draft picks, quarterback-wise. Perez, you talked about this before in the podcast, but you don't want to see that happen. Shit, not only have I talked about it, everybody in this fan base has said that. That's why Matt Nagy shouldn't have been fucking brought back this season. He should have been fired this offseason. He didn't deserve to have a second quarterback. You already messed up the quarterback that they gave you the first time. Fuck, I'm not even getting sidetracked to that. Fuck that. I'm not talking about that shit anymore. All right, let's look ahead <laughs> to week four. So the Detroit Lions are coming in here. My biggest feedback here is Matt Nagy needs to actually tailor this offense to Justin Fields' skill set. He's got to stop calling these plays and hoping that Justin can adjust to what he's calling because what he did today to Justin Fields was fucking criminal, and that shit cannot happen again, A-Dub. He's got to adjust that play calling. When your offensive line is getting killed like it got killed today, you got to switch that shit up. Move Justin Fields out of the pocket. He was calling plays today like he was calling when Mitch was been in the game last season. And there were times when I looked at the play calling, I'm like, you got no confidence in this guy with the way that you're calling these plays. And when the Browns brought that heat, man, it was game over. And all Matt Nagy did today was gave the Detroit Lions something to look at on film and saying, ooh, if they do this shit next week, it's game over for this offense. So my major opportunity for this offense is Matt Nagy's going to have to get in that lab, figure this shit out, and put Justin Fields in positions to succeed, they do. That's a good call out for us, but mine is as simple as this. Let Bill Lazor call the plays. Because Matt Nagy, I think the Detroit Lions will figure you out. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I, I get your point. He's not gonna give up the play calls, man. He would he yeah. when he when he took him back, he took him back to keep him. So I, I get you. I get you. Final thoughts. 
I don't think there's any reason for us to have an overreaction about Justin Fields' performance. As I mentioned earlier, I don't look at box scores and get all crazy over them. I'm still excited for the Justin Fields era here in Chicago. But Matthew, he just needs to get his head out of his ass and give this kid a chance to succeed, point blank. So looking ahead, we're hearing that Andy Dalton is probably going to miss multiple weeks with that bone bruise injury. So Justin Fields is probably going to start week four, week five. So that's Lions on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. These are opportunities for Matt Nagy to put a system in place here to ensure that Justin Fields is doing what he needs to do to get this offense going in the right direction. But Matt Nagy needs to be thinking about the overall health of his team. Help the defense out by getting this offense shored up. Because right now, what we're looking at is a recipe for disaster if it continues on the way it's going now. Well said there, Perez. Also, if Matt Nagy, the guy calling the plays, this offense is going to have to be a little bit more aggressive. It can't play conservative all day. It got to be aggressive. Got to be in attack mode. Got to go for it, man. Get these guys moving. Get these um, defense different looks. And play ball, man. Let's just have fun out there. Yeah, well, that's what I mentioned earlier about the play calling and how he was too conservative and how it needs to be more aggressive. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of work to be done here on offense. And I hope that this offense improves next week against the Lions and gives that defense a bit of a break because we're asking a lot of this defense right now to go out and win us football games like they did against the Bengals. You can't expect this defense to do that every week. And we only won that game against the Bengals because of what the defense did. So when your defense is on the field as much as they were on the field today, that is going to end up in a loss for your ball club. Matt Nagy, get this shit cleaned up. Fix it. We don't need to hear anything about timing or how long it takes for the offense to jail that you need to look at the film. No more excuses. Do it. Get it done. Hey, get the job done, Nagy. Get it done, man. Make our players like they are NFL players. I mean, you got some good guys on the roster. You got an A-Rod Mooney. They look so far. Saw falls on coaching. Got to get the job done. Facts there. All right, audience, before we get out of here, I want to give a special shout-out to our boy Aaron. Man, keep repping those bears in the enemy territory out there, bruh. We appreciate you for jumping on the open. As always, we got additional pods coming out this week. Our Winter Circle show is going to be out on Thursday, and our preview pod, a preview on that Lions game, is going to come out on Friday. Also. Don't forget to head over to DraftKings Sportsbook and use our promo code TPPN for $150 in free bets. A-Dub, we're on to the Detroit Lions. We need a win. We got to get to 2-2. Two two. Yes, we do. Got to get back in the win column, baby. I'm looking forward to that game, though. All right, my man. It is what it is today. Hoping for better results there on Sunday. But we are out. A-Dub. Gonna sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Very Centers Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for your continued support of this show. Bears Nation, come down with us.